Blog Talk Radio. Rangers 
which subsequently led to his trade to Tampa Bay for Mar- Martin St. Saint- Louis. Would you be happy if Ryan Callahan signed this exact deal this offseason and returned to the Rangers? And right now, <clears throat> it is seven no votes to one yes vote. Oh, come on. you got to be kidding me. If, they, if that's what he was offered and he said no, I mean, that means that he wants more, right? Well, presumably. Either that or he wanted out of New York. I mean... Brad Park is only the eighth best defenseman to ever play for the three New York teams. Uh, that seems a little bit, that seems a little guy bit was, high. Guy was, you think it's high? I mean, I mean, you know, well, it should be. He should be lower, like closer to number one. I you mean, meant. you mean a lower? No, yeah, okay. I mean, the guy was the second best defenseman in the league for ten years. Well, <coughs> excuse it's, me. Yes, it's it's going to be tough to beat uh, Thomas Janssen. <laughs> Roman Indoor. Yeah, Roman Indoor gets <laughs> to a lot of great range of defensemen. But it it it, 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 it Dave Carpa, yeah, there's so, a good one. <laughs> oh crappa. That guy was the worst. <laughs> the the chat room is off and running. All we gotta do is mention one obscure name and and it's like winding them up and letting them go. Dave Carper was the fucking worst. He was another one of that long list of number sixes until we got Strawman that sucked. Yeah, exactly. Joe, Joe Sorella was six. I think Horseva was six. Bruce Bell was six. I can go Glenn on Sather. and on with the six. Glenn Sather. We scored Joe Sorella. Mozzarella. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Bruce Driver. Oh, God. Bruce Driveway. <laughs> Boris Mir- Miranoff, he was six, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a fairly bad Sanded luck. Sanded was six. Ooh, good memory, six. Adam. Yeah, that's good, Adam. Unless you're looking at the website. Yeah, really. Jerry Gillis so, was number six. Jerry Gillis. I'm doing this off the top of my head. Jerry, J-E-R-E. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So, uh, so let's begin with a. Uh, I got a quick funny story regarding Game Three. Okay. Okay. So the uh, the club I belong to across the street, they have a they have a club inside the the club, and it's basically some of the motorcycle riders. They raise money for charity, and they meet. They meet twice a month on Tuesday nights. And usually when they meet, I bartend. So I didn't realize, you know, of course, when they made the schedule out at the beginning of the month, you know, I didn't know that the playoffs were going to be that night. But I figure, ah, it's Tuesday night, slow. They'll all be in their meeting. Nobody will be there anyway. I can just watch the game on the big screen, no problem. Get over to the, I get over there. We don't get CNBC over there. So the game's not on TV. I'm like, all right. So, no problem. I got the NBC Live app on my on my iPad. I watch the game on my iPad. Well, the NBC Sports Live app sucks, and it would keep cutting out on my iPad. Our Wi-Fi is not very good over there, so that wasn't working. 
So now I'm down to watching on my phone on the Sprint 3G. Meanwhile, the 3G, the, the, the NBC app is telling me you can't watch the game because you're in a blackout area. But that's the whole reason why the app exists is so that if the game's on one of their networks, you can watch it wherever you are. So, so I, I got to keep like trying to. Finally, it works. I got the game on, but you know it keeps cutting out. You, you know you, you can't get a strong signal because you're inside and it's not a good. St- but meanwhile, I'm thinking to myself, you know, two weeks ago my wife and I went out, we went out and we bought a brand new 55 inch beautiful TV, and I'm sitting over here watching the fucking game on my phone, barely. <laughs> So she DVR'd it for me. I came home. I, I watched what I had missed. <clears throat> but that, that that's my story. Excuse me. Well, it's funny because we must have been in some kind of uh, sync or missync because I had problems doing the game as well. Oh, did you? Like an hour before the game, I get hit with this blinding migraine from hell. And I'm like... I can't watch the game. I can't even open my eyes. It's killing me. So I go to CNBC, and I see the Rangers are playing, and uh, the, the, the fly is there, and I, I DVR the game. I sleep. I lay down for like two hours or so, two and a half hours or so. And I, uh, I wake up, and I, I go to the game, and... I'm seeing some ridiculous show on CNBC, The Prophet. Well, apparently people like this show called The Prophet. No Rangers. Because where I am, the game was blacked out on CNBC, and Rosen and McLeddy were on MSG doing it. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking when you said that. So I'm like, I missed the whole freaking game. Now what do I do? Now what do I do? So I put on I put on MSG and it was about 15 minutes left in the third period. I had no idea. It was like I was going in blonde. Like I didn't know they were going to be winning. They're going to be losing. It was like right. the instant like agito or I'm going to be ecstatic or it's going to be tied. <clears throat> and then and now if you're like me, you're panicking because you're afraid that they're losing and it's because you haven't been watching. Exactly. Because you're not there to call out the line changes, you're not there to tell them when to shoot, you're not there, <laughs> you're not there right. to tell them when to when to pass. I haven't evaluated how everybody's played <laughs> so far. I'm going right. in blind. I don't know who scored. I don't know uh, nothing. So I turn it on and it's three one, and I'm like, wow, something good's happening here. So I watch the rest of the game and. Uh, I saw Carcillo's goal, so I must have seen it when it was, what was it, 3 No, no it was 4-1. Didn't they get after yet? No, 4-1 was Carcillo's goal. I saw them get the Carcillo goal, and I couldn't have been happier when he shoved it up their asses. I mean, listen, I, I said all along, I'm not a Dan Carcillo fan. I think, and I've gone record as saying this is just the fact that we got this guy on a team after he beat the fuck out of Marion Gaverick. And, <laughs> it, it just, it just... It's just more of a, just makes, I don't know, just, I, I've gone through it. It just, it makes this organization seem like more like a sham. But he's on the team. He's doing well. What am I going to do? Hate the guy? I don't hate him. He shoved it up their ass. And uh, <laughs> then, he did, 
Penny went up against the glass and was just screaming at the uh, Philly fans. And there, there's a, if you guys have it on tape, watch. There's a lady behind him, but behind one of the people he's yelling at. It's just like her eyes are just in shock. She's like, oh, my God, this guy's a maniac. So I'm watching the uh, post game on um, the Hockey Network there, and uh, NHL Network, and they're interviewing Carcillo. And uh, I think it's uh, Kevin Weeks, or I think I think that's who it is. He says to him, he goes, "You know, are you going to wear that fedora around the streets of Philly?" You know, obviously trying to you know kind of bait him into giving him. The... And Carcillo goes, "Yeah, I, I probably will, but I'll probably get." beat up unsuccessfully. <laughs> so he was just like, bring it on. He goes, oh. and I, I, that was such a crucial goal because it was such a re- non-call. Once again, the officiating. Abysmal. Abysmal. How did Dvorak and Hagelin get two minutes for roughing? Oh, and what, Dorf- Carl, the, Carl the Truth Hagelin? <laughs> oh, Jacob Voracek! What, what bravery! What courage! What courage! What oh, courage, Jake! Was, <laughs> it was like Chuck Webner going up against Muhammad Ali. He really? I mean, listen, Haglin, come on! He's basically a girl. <laughs> he's got the hair, the whole thing. I mean. I don't want to attack his manhood, but he's not a very masculine man. I mean, he is a hockey player, which I'm sure he has much more testosterone than yours truly, but when it comes to the fisticuffs, we know he can't fight. really. Not a fight. Vorchek didn't even give him a chance. He just jumped on him and started throwing punches. That's a roughing? And then Dorset, was it Dorset that came to his defense? Yeah. He got a roughing so, too? Yeah. Yep, he sure did. Carl the Truth Aglet. And Philadelphia is so stupid. They are so undisciplined. I mean, they just take stupid penalties after stupid penalties. It, isn't it? I, I, you know, I, I don't know if you saw. I posted this in the in the <clears throat> in our group the other day. Isn't it amazing that? I mean, forty years, nothing has changed about that team. But I mean, they're exactly. It's not just because it's the Flyers. I mean. It, they have always they they haven't changed. Only the names changed. You know, a guy. You look. I mean, look at a guy like Carcillo. You know, he was a complete scumbag when he was there, and you know, and it, it just it amazes me that they always have the same guys. They're just interchangeable. I don't know. Maybe it's their tradition that they need to. They're not intimidating. All they took is take dumb penalties. Who's intimidated by Wade Simmons and his face washes after the whistle? He's a punk. He's another guy. After every whistle, he's, he's doing something. Zach Ronaldo. Who's afraid of Zach Ronaldo? <coughs> it's fantasy camp for you out here, bro. Wasn't that, who, uh, wasn't that the guy Brad Richards said that to? No. <laughs> On 24-7? It wasn't Ronaldo? No, it was Fred, some other Francesco guy. Francesco Rinaldi? Uh, that guy, uh, that was that crazy long name there. Scherzinski, Awachek, something chick. I don't know. It was oh, something like that. Stito? How? No. Oh. It was Zolnercheck. Zolnercheck? 
Oh. I think I that was the guy. Maybe maybe it was Zach Rodolfo. I don't know. Kid Machuk, yes. Kid Machuk, Carter. Is that who it was? Zolnacek. I think it was Henry. Uh, so whatever. Who cares about these bastards? They're not, they're not intimidating. Oh, they're just stupid penalties. What kind of coaching is that? They're not listening to the coaches. Every game, oh, we're going to see you in the books. <laughs> they teach stupid penalties. <clears throat> now, after, <clears throat> after your DVR fiasco, were you able to See the game yeah. on a replay or anything? Yeah, I watched the whole game. <laughs> Excuse me. Jesus. So, just getting back to the game. Carcillo. Yeah, I know, right? Miles ago. Uh, just getting back to Carcillo. Talk about his goal and his, his celebration to the fans, which I absolutely loved. But I'll tell you what, you know, I'm, I'm with you that, you know, I'm not, I'm never going to, I'm never going to walk around in a Carcillo jersey. I definitely had a little bit of respect for him after game three because he played one game. He got elbowed in the jaw. And props to the fire fans for cheering when he was down and booing when he got up. <coughs> Classless pieces of shit that they are. <coughs> I think he took a he took a puck to the face, I think, early in the game. It, I can't question his toughness. Nah. I mean, you know, going after Marion Gabrick might not have been his toughest moment, but... I mean, you know, listen, I don't want to get too super critical. I think he had a really good game. He also did take a stupid penalty earlier in that game, too. I, I, I don't know. I forgot exactly what it was, but I remember it being just totally retarded. But listen, yeah, I'm not going to nitpick. The fourth line's played well. I don't know how the Rangers are like 50% in face-offs. I haven't seen them. All I see is Claude Giroux skate in the face-off circle. Isn't that illegal? They keep saying, oh, what a great face-off guy. The guy's putting his skate in before his stick. No matter when this guy's winning all the face-offs. That, that penalty that Carcelo took in game three shouldn't have been a penalty, by the way. That was a bad call. What was the penalty? The freshman. I don't, uh, I don't remember what they gave him a penalty for, but... I think that it might have been a uh, high stick, might have been a high sticking, but he was. It should have been even Pierre Maguire or whoever was, whoever was announcing the game said that it was it was a bad call because Carcillo got up right away, started screaming at the ref, and they thought he was going to get an extra two minutes for yeah. touching, the, touching the ref. But uh, no, I I I didn't think that was a penalty. Well, that's what I was worried about. It was a, a hook. That's what they called. Thanks, guys. <laughs> it was a hook on Giroux. And I, I think I was worried he was going to get the extra two. He shut your mouth into the – you're not going to change the guy's mind. He should have gotten two. Tell you the truth, he should have got the extra two. He was, he was doing it for quite a while. Now, now, did I hear this right, speaking about Giroux, that he is guaranteed a game, a game uh, for victory? I forget what he is said. Is that a rumor? Is that an internet rumor? It, no, no. He said, you know, it, that, it's the, what did he say? Uh, we'll be ready for game four. We're going to tie up the series and go back to New York. What, what's he supposed to say? I mean, that's, and really, go back and look at your history. That's really not much different than what Mark Messier said that was turned into a quote-unquote guarantee. I think he said something very similar. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna win Game Six and bring it back to New York or something like that. 
<clears throat> it wasn't like Joe Namath, in case you haven't heard that story. <laughs> I mean, they so very re- he so very rarely tells it. Well, I mean, it wasn't like again, Joe Namath who said, we're going to win the game, I guarantee it. Or, you know, or George Foreman, you know, like Meineke Mufflers, I guarantee it. Well, you know, I always say about that. The Jets will be 4-2, and two, and then they break out that whole Super Bowl season thing, and the game, yeah. you know, name it, and then they, they lose like 10 in a row. Eight in a row, and yeah. Anyway. But, but, that's uh, what he said, but what do you... What is he yeah, going to say? I don't know. What is he supposed to say? We're going to lose, come home 3-1? Come home down 3-1? We just got to try and be – we just got to try and play respectable now? Come on. That's, like, that's just the media <coughs> making Taking it, it and running with it. Exactly. Oh, Justin, believe me, Joe Namath might not remember much these days, but he remembers that story. Trust me. Oh, God, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'll never forget it. What a play. I fucking hate that guy anyway. Drunk, senile, fucking chess guy walking around. Anyway, enough of him. I, enough so, of him. I thought the Rangers played their most complete game of the season, I thought. I thought the defense was on. I thought they were... Really good on the first pass. Uh, they're getting goals. Uh, the Carcilla goal, you need to get those kind of goals. Stepan's having a pretty good series, too. He's got a couple goals. They need that. And Martin St. Louis with another goal. Yeah, ah, my boy Dan Girardi getting a goal with that. Really nice slap shot from Dan. Yep. I, I'm very critical, but that was a blast. That, yeah, that that might be the goal of his career. Um, I got a lot of hits on uh, www. dot com after that, saying, "Listen, you were wrong, Ed. This guy's got a howitzer." Almost as hard as Chara. Charo. Also brought up, well, I, we'll still stick with the game if you'd like. I mean, yeah. I, I just think the Rangers have such a better defense and goal. And now they're going to change to Steve Mason. And I was a little upset that the Rangers kind of, eh, they kind of okey-doked it the last 10, 10 minutes while he was in or whenever he came in. I want to see them pepper him and, and maybe get a couple goals past him and get him rattled for the next game. But uh, I guess you just, just got to take it game by game and win that game and then worry about rattling him when he starts next game. I would have been I would have been down in the crease making sure his head got knocked around a little bit. You know, you get down well, there, mix it up with a defenseman, just kind of inadvertently push the defenseman into the goaltender. Get yeah, that, well. Get that, Get that noggin break it, bump it around a little bit. The brain rattling around in there. <laughs> exactly. Well, hopefully the Rangers take it to the net tomorrow night and get some traffic in front of that net. You know, I could see Dorset doing it. Dorset really is fucking. He puts a hair up the freaking flyer's ass. He's getting attacked while he's laying on the ice. <laughs> Guys are punching him. 
Jimmy so. just running around, yapping, getting penalties. That, that just means Dorsett's doing his job. Yeah, I just I, I don't want to see that fourth line in the penalty box. That's the only thing. I think both him and Dorsett, Corsillo. But other than that, I just think they're a very undisciplined team, the Flyers. And I think it's because of the coach. I think the coach was a physical, emotional guy. And he, they're not listening. Scott Hartnell saying it before game two or, you know, we need to, we need to calm down. It's they're not listening to their leaders. So I think that's going to be their doom, and especially if the Rangers' power play can get, you know, going again. I mean, they've had some really good looks in this series. Uh, you know, it's good to see St. Louis scoring. You know, Zuccarello's line uh, didn't chip in much last night, but they found scoring in other ways. And that's the main difference between Ranger teams of the past and, and what's going on now. You can't just shut down one guy, two guys. You got to shut down four lines because his coach is rolling four lines. And Carcillo gets a goal, and we've been complaining about it for years, about how come all these other teams' fourth and third line are scoring, ours don't. Well, now it's happening. And they're winning. They won both games 4-1. Not this one nothing. They've gotten off to fast starts in every game. They didn't let this one slip away, although the Flyers got a late goal in the first. You know, still, and I think Emery gave up, I think, a questionable goal in there. I can't remember which one I thought was. Couldn't have been Girardi's. Was it Stepan's? No. It was one goal I thought was a little questionable. Maybe I'm not remembering it right, but I, I think they've, they've solved him. Now they just got to solve Mason. And listen, Steve Mason... This, doesn't, this guy doesn't have an incredible playoff record. Matter of fact, this is probably like the second playoff series he's ever been in. So, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, he yeah. only played with Columbus. They only had one. So uh, I am not uh, – I think we can assume he had a concussion. I think even uh, Micheletti may have leaked that out somehow. I don't know. I remember him saying something about it. Scoops Micheletti. Scoops Micheletti, the inside info. So, uh, you know, Rick Scott Nash Stevens still... A, Scott Stevens yeah. a better defenseman than Brian Leach? No. He's ahead of Brian Leach on this list? Uh, How Brian Leach, he's third. Scott Stevens. Who's second? Potvin? Scott Stevens. Does that mean Potvin? I haven't seen Potvin yet. Is he going to be number one? Yeah, he'll be number one. Jesus. Kenny Janssen's better than Brad Park? For real? No, no, not Kenny. Thomas Janssen, I think. No, it was Kenny, wasn't it? I don't want to rewind. Kenny Janssen? I thought that's what it said. I don't know. Well, he's certainly not better than Brad Park, please. Who did that? Who did? Had Westfall and Jake McDonald do that? Was I mean they, they even had Greshner above Brad Park? No. Is that right? Is that? I mean, Ron Greshner has a lot of points. Yeah. Ron Greshner yeah. by all by all, I mean, by all rights, he should be, have his na- number retired if you really look at the stats. 
He was a big part of Ranger teams for a long I mean, they never won shit. Well, either with Brad Parker, they won shit. But, uh, Similar success. They both had a run to the finals, and that was it. If you want to go, if they're going by Stanley Cups and all that shit, I guess that's how they, they're rating it. Is that all they're basing it on? Jeez. Who knows? Know. What do they know? They have Steve Gelbs and uh, Jim Cerny and his laptop figure it out. No, Steve Gelbs is no longer with MSG. What happened? He's with SNY now. What's he doing over there? Oh, I was sweeping up Terry Collins' office. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> <laughs> the bitter Jim, I love. The venomous Jim. I'm not bitter. He's a dick. He's a punk. <laughs> Pac Man's better than Leech. I can't. I, I can't get past this. Ah. Uh, uh, <clears throat> I seen them both play. Know. They were different kinds of players. Uh, I think. I don't know. Uh, it's, I'm so biased because you know. I fucking hate the Islanders. And Dennis Popman was really good on both ends of the ice. Now, Leach yeah, is great, he he's, uh, but he got a lot of points on the power play. That was Popman's, like, like his thing. He got a lot of good. I mean, he was good, like just like Leach was, like right off the bat. He basically was the savior of that franchise. You know, they, they got guys later, but, you know, but Popman was really good. All right. I'll give you the... Okay. All right. I'll give you the Rosen, all right. All right. All right, big boy. All right, Joe. All right. Did you see them actually call... Catch a strike. Call... <laughs> strike. Yeah, Share it on Sammy. Well, last... The other game, I don't know, those two guys are growing some balls. They called out the refs on that bad call. <coughs> uh, I, don't, I don't see it. But... <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> But, of course, Sam was, like, flipping out when Carcillo was barking at the ref. Well, you better watch it. You better watch himself here, Joe. Shut up. Anyway, so I thought the Rangers played a pretty good, a good game. I thought they looked unified. They looked uh, more cohesive for a longer amount of time. And I think Girardi played a good game, finally. You know? There wasn't a lot of these breakdowns that I saw earlier in the series. And the, and if that's the best the Flyers can play, and they they can't come out and get goals against the Rangers early, and if the Rangers score again tomorrow tomorrow night early, it's going to take that crowd right out of it. And if the Rangers can build on it, you know. The Rangers have had leads. And they blew the lead in game two, but... And they're they're well prepared and they come to play and I think they're I still have confidence because they've the spirit defense uh, they're playing smarter and they have a better coach and a better goaltender by leaps and bounds so <laughs> I don't foresee anything going wrong but you don't know it's hockey things happen they could lose tomorrow night and we're back to square one but am I going to flip all go crazy on Rick Nash hasn't scored a goal yet or Whatever I'm going to flip out of, no, because I don't know where it's going to end up. 
I gotta, we got to get this team through the first turn. And now we got Columbus beats Pittsburgh in a shocker last night. I thought they were going to roll over and die, that team. With, with, did you watch the game? No, I didn't watch that. Oh, it was a... I know they won in overtime. Oh, it was spectacular. Really? What a, what a finish. An old friend. Oh, old friend? The Brandon Dubinsky? Dubinsky. 17 seconds left. He, I think it was 17 seconds. He ties the game. Dubinsky. Wow. Dubinsky. <clears throat> I still can't get my... I, I, I can't come to terms with that, that team name. Dubinsky. Blue Jackets. <laughs> Wasn't it like a Civil War reference? It is, but it's just, I don't know, Blue Jackets. It's a stupid-ass name. It's a stupid-ass name. So what's that series? Two, two, Ruffy boy. Flurry is a terrible playoff goaltender still. Terrible. That goal. <laughs> that goal he gave up to to lose the game in overtime. Holy Christ. And Cutter could have stopped that puck <laughs> with an old Milek. Well, you know why that arena is real loud? is because everybody's on top of each other. And there's no corporate element there. I mean, the garden's very loud, even still. I don't care. You, you guys are bagging on how it, it's quiet. Not when I was there. Well, it's because they gave out towels. They make a lot of noise. Those towels twirling around. Not, that might be the regular season, my friend, but I was there. I don't know about game two, but game one was uh, rocking. But, like, at the the nationwide is on your side arena. That's the crowd. <laughs> oh, yeah. The texting, they're watching the Yankee game. Oh, yeah. But, but seriously, folks, as a comedian, uh, I wanted to tell you, the Nationwide Arena doesn't have that corporate element. So all the real fans, and it's a very steep arena. I've been there. And it's, they're all fanatic, man. They're banging on it. I mean, it, that's, that's what it's like in a small market. Even when the Islanders made the playoffs that one year. <laughs> we're right on top of everything. Remember that year? Uh, that year, that year they made the playoffs. They suck too. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you know, I, I'm glad for them. Let Doby score. The Rangers are doing fine without him. He's doing fine. What do you think the odds that uh, uh, we were talking about the Callahan? The Callahan. And all for you Artie haters, too, uh, I have to hear from you. He's too soft. Uh, he had 21 goals. See what happens when you play regularly? You're not told, uh, you're not pulled off the freaking ice uh, by John Tortellini all the time. So, anywho, I think the Rangers got it together. I think the Rangers are going to move forward. I don't see them losing this series. I hate saying that because I think it's a jinx. 
but uh, as it's just an unbiased observer, I'm, I'm seeing, you know, Rangers have way too many things in their plus column. And the Flyers, I don't know. I really fault the Rangers' lack of follow-through in game two and effort and kind of coasting after they got that two-goal lead. And then that, you know, you made a point of that in the last show. Uh, they got a little too comfortable and they lost the game. How about how about twenty eight block shots in in game three for the yeah, Rangers? There was a lot. Yes, there was tremendous commitment by the Rangers. I think there was one sequence when they were killing a penalty. There may have been, and your boy your boy Boyle, he's playing one hell of a series. Let me tell you, I'm not saying it facetiously. I mean, I mean he's a he's a complete nothing offensively. But he did make that pass to Carcillo. Who oh, no. But he is laying it all out there on the penalty kill. Blocking shots, going down. I mean, we have always known that. I think most of our hatred for him has come because we've seen it. He should have been on the fourth line, you know, Hold on. two years ago. Did, did you hear what A.V. said about him? Or Al, as we call him here on the show? What did Al have to say about him? <laughs> B.B. Well... They asked him about knew <clears throat> they asked him about Boyle, and he said, "Yeah, he steps it up in the playoffs, and he's he's been telling me that all year." And I told him it would have been nice to see it during the regular season. Who <laughs> <laughs> knows? Is he not dumb that he tells the coach that? Yep. Yeah, you know, I step it up during the playoffs, you know. <laughs> Who knows? You know, I kind of have it on autopilot during the regular season, but then that's when I get really getting the gear. Who knows? Actually, Hodo might actually be too smart for Bumble. <laughs> After that ridiculous comment, A.V. You know. I still can't believe that the Boyle had over 20 goals. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Brian Boyle, he gets an honorable mention on the 10-to-1 best players under 30. Under 30 of what? I don't, I don't, IQ? IQ? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what do I know? What do I know about hockey? <laughs> oh, what do I know? I don't know, man. But uh, Rangers is looking good. Uh, now, now a lot of people have been talking about now that you know everybody's kind of theorizing about uh, Rangers playing Columbus. If that happens, do we really want that? Now, I, this series certainly isn't over, but let's let's just entertain that thought. Uh, I think I want to play Columbus over Pittsburgh. Just I just don't want to deal with Crosby, Malkin, and the rest of these guys. I just want to interrupt you for one second. They are. They are now showing Mark Stahl is number seven on this list that they're doing. And they just showed him flattening Stajan from Calgary. Oh, I was at that game. Oh, I mean, was yeah, you were with me. Oh, that's <laughs> that right. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that was the game you and I went to. He had to that's right. Yeah. He practically had to crawl back to the bench. Oh, he rocked. <laughs> that was one of the best hits I've ever seen live. 
<coughs> oh, he flattened them. Hey, hey, could that guy, remember that guy Frank used to call the show? Yeah. Couldn't he have been more wrong about everything? <laughs> <laughs> really? He wanted Delzato so bad to play, he got traded to Nashville and did shit. His stall is so bad and this and that. Stall. Matt Stall. What else did he promote? He didn't like... I don't think he liked Hagelin. I'm not sure. But that guy was wrong on everything. Well, he'd always... <laughs> Andrew Cogliano. Well, the Rangers would be in the middle of the playoffs, and he'd want to call up and start talking about Stephen Fogarty. <laughs> right. <laughs> in juniors. I think he called, like, really... I think the last time we may have heard of him, he was talking about how Brady Shea was so terrible, and he, he said... And the guy made, like, the Frozen Four. They made the finals. He might have won. I don't know. Then I'm hearing from everybody how good he looks. How yeah. Was he all about Jasper, Jasper Fast? He's never going to make it. He can't, he can't bench 175 pounds or something. No, that's uh, – uh, I think – Dale Weiss. Yes, there, there he is. Hi, Frankie. Uh, you know, I think Jasper Fast, I think, uh, was uh, Jess Rubenstein's uh, guy. I think he. I think he was the one that really liked Fast. Fast. Well, some guy. There was, was some Fast. guy that. I don't know. There was some guy that. Hagelin. Was it Hagelin? What was that? There was some guy that he he looked in like at his uh, combine thing, and the guy couldn't lift a lot of weight, so he was like, "This I can bench that." Wikipedia. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Hello, darling. I'm Jaja. Good morning. <laughs> uh, by the way, <clears throat> since you brought it up, Ryan Callahan, no goals, no assists, minus two in four games. Swept. Goodbye. Yeah. <clears throat> Come on, Montreal's not that good. No. No. They're not. But Tampa was behind the eight ball because they really they didn't have Ben, ben Bishop that Anders Lindback. And did you see their coach? I don't know who their coach is, but he's I think he's gonna get fired by the way he reacted just to the loss being swept. Uh he John uh, Cooper? Cooper? Yeah. I mean he just looked like a guy like they, they just took off the street like he I don't know, he just didn't he didn't have any emotion whatsoever. I would have been pissed as all hell. Like a guy off I think the street. I mean, if you're if, if you're if you're the owner of a team and you just get swept, and you know you're Tampa and you need that money to to break even or whatever, and Stamkos Stamkos was all out all year and you couldn't wait to get in the playoffs and have been Stamkos did pretty well in that series despite them getting swept, and then you get swept, you traded Martin St. Louis, you got Ryan Callahan who did nothing for you. You probably would have done better with St. Louis. Who knows? St. Louis, whatever. And then your coach comes out and just is like droning on like, well, you know, it's disappointing. Not showing any like piss and vinegar. Not getting all crazy. I can't believe we lost. I think you're getting fired. I would fire you. You better be as angry as I am. You better be angrier. That's the way I look at it. I agree. Like Tom Rennie. Oh, he was the worst. 
so boring. I used to call them Rennie's robots. <laughs> just go out there and, oh, these game interviews were horrible. Horrible. Anyway. Still no update on Chris Kreider. He's uh, playing checkers with Michael Sauer and Eric uh, <laughs> I, I think he's on that. He, I think he's. I think he's on that Malaysian plane. Yes. Along with. Uh, so, you know, when I was I was at the game and I found the message. Somebody was yelling about Anton Stroman not having finish. What, what are you talking about? He's the defenseman. I mean, I, what do you want? How many number four defensemen have really good finish on 12 goals? You should, have said, goals. you should have said he's got no finish because he's Swedish. That's right. Strolls is defensive. You take what you get. He's, I mean, he's an absolute gem that they got for nothing. Right. Oh, yeah. Moisture. People. So, uh, what do they want for so what are you looking? What do you want for nothing? What do you want for nothing? Now, what about uh, what about Game Four? What are you thinking? Same, same old, same old, or what? What's going on? Is Macy going to make a difference in this thing? Uh, the Rangers going to do what the fans want and start Cam Talbot? Well, I hope so. I mean, enough. I mean, you know, with the Henrik, with the one goal, giving up a goal every game. I mean, what what is what enough with the shampoo with the and the Advil? He's just he's right. just not a clutch goaltender, Jim. He's, he can't. He never wins. You got to go counts. with the unproven. You got to go with the unproven from the Hunt, Huntsville, Alabama Flash. Cam Talbot. The great Cambino. Great Cambino. Got a, I mean, he had a, he's got, got that glove hand. Slammer. Taking Gold advantage Buster. of that glove hand. The uh, Alabama Slammer. I mean, uh, you know. And I, I'll tell you one thing. I'd still do that Nash, Riches, and Lundquist for the, that beast Jake Voracek deal. I wish that the trading then I wasn't over because I would do that. Because... <laughs> I mean, you can't find too many guys that can beat up Carl Haglin in this league. <laughs> no. Carl the Truth Haglin. Carl the Truth Haglin. Meanwhile, uh, they they took their 23-goal <laughs> score off the freaking ice. For two minutes, I don't understand. What did they get two minutes just for being fags? It was like, they're, they're, you know, he's Swedish, he's whatever, Latvian, okay, two minutes only. It was like, oh, okay, well, they're two euros, so it can't really be a fight. <laughs> you know, so it's two minutes. Meanwhile, the French-Canadian Dorset farts, and, uh, or the Canadian farts, and he gets two minutes. I think that's what it was. It was just like, eh, it's two foreign guys. Give them, let's give them five fighting. Now, come on, what are you kidding me? They're not from this country. They're not from North America. Two minutes. Fighting. Only North Americans fight around here. Meanwhile, they should have been playing. I can't even say three blind mice anymore. They got four people out there. Nobody sees anything. 
How many times you got four people who only see the retaliation? Nobody sees the the. That's what Pouliot got caught on the retaliation, and he should have never done that. And I think the Rangers were on a power play at the time. That was a dumb play by Pouliot. And listen, I you know I don't want to nitpick, but I got to nitpick in the playoffs. You got to keep your head about you. He took two offensive zone penalties that ended power plays. Right. You can't do that. No. That's stupid. Don't be stupid, Benoit Balls. Don't be stupid. So, and, you know, I was thinking about, you know, I was thinking about, you know, if this league was even covered by any real network or newspapers or the media coverage was real, like, like sports or like golf and even NASCAR was. Will these refs be able to get away with this ridiculous officiating? They all would have been fired. There'd be an investigation in the NFL. You know, and, and we talk about Katsi and Paulie, but Katsi's right on this. Katsi says they think we're stupid. I think they think the fan at home is stupid, that we're not seeing all this ridiculousness. Like, it's just... Because there's no impact for them. He's right. Don't they know we see the replays on this? It's just fictitious, these calls. It is what it is. Thank you, Paul. They really... If this was the NFL and there was that kind of officiating... Seriously, guys. Seriously, Jim. If that happened in a playoff game in the NFL, and it's not just the Ranger series, and it's not just the Ranger calls, it's the Flyers calls, it's league-wide. If that happened in an NFL playoff wild-card weekend, all those missed calls, people would have been fired. There would have been rule changes next year. There would have been everything. No, this is just part of the course. We've got to accept it. They get ripped off, hopefully... I mean, we get ripped off. Hopefully, then they'll get ripped off. I mean, that's how it is. It's tit for tat. Make-up calls after make-up calls. That's what you're dealing with with these losers. They're terrible. Impact referee. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> and I know we could sit here and bitch about the refs, but come on. For God's sakes, it's the playoffs. Isn't this supposed to be the best of the best? This is what you're giving me? I got to hold my breath every time somebody falls down because because it's a penalty? I mean, you know, it worked in our advantage in game game one, but, oh, a guy's bleeding. All right, extra two minutes. I already got to have – it doesn't matter if you're bleeding profusely or you're just bleeding a little. It's still the same. It's just stupid. And I hate that stupid puck in the crowd thing. That's another dumb penalty. I know people were using it to slow down the game. At one point, the defense were using it to get a stoppage. But I think pretty at this point you can tell whether they're doing it on purpose or not. Or at least a lot of times when they're totally not they're doing it totally not on purpose, everybody knows that, but he's still getting a penalty. They're afraid to make any kind of judgment calls. So anything... Everything's a penalty. And then, well, there's parts of the game when there's nothing's a penalty. 
I mean, I'm in some kind of bizarre officiating, and we're used to it because we watch the games. But if I was an outsider watching the game, there's four guys out there. How do they miss that? It's a little rink. Well, uh, whatever. I had that Sorry, argument but... with Kotze with once on their show. I said, there's too many referees on the ice. And he said, no, I think it's fine just the way it is. I said, but there's four of them on the ice, and they still miss everything. So might as well take one away and open up some ice space. That's the thing that bugs me the most is when they're always in the way. We're always getting hit by pucks. That I got Dan Girardi trying to clear the puck. Hits the linesman. And ninety percent of the time, the penalty, the one, the guy in front of where the infraction is doesn't call. It's the guy in the back. Right. How many times have you seen that? Oh, the back referee detected it. The other guy had his, you know, his hands down his pants. I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a little ludicrous. I mean, again, we're used to it, but it's the product is so bad. <laughs> you know, the NFL, they, I mean, except when they want to strike and they have to replace the rest, so we saw what happened. But even that kind of settled down after a while. That that they put a premium on how their games are officiated now. Granted, there's probably a lot of, oh, the fact is, like, major money being bet on those games, which I think could be a factor, even though it's not legal, the NFL doesn't endorse it. I, somebody's got to be saying something like, you know, it's like these, these hockey games mean nothing. Who, who's just with these evaluations that goes, hey, he did a good job tonight? I mean, we could have said that flag. How many bad calls were in that game? Six, seven. That's unacceptable. Ah, but you keep paying your money. You keep going to those games, Costa. Keep, keep spending your hard-earned money. <laughs> Every show now ends with this. Uh, you got a cough, so I'll lay off. I won't give you any more. Yeah, I can't do it tonight. Anymore cues. I can't. I'm liable to. I'm liable to have a convulsion, have a seizure on the air. Uh, <clears throat> so much. Right. said they were great. What game does he watch? What? So the refereeing was great. I don't know. Maybe he's taking the plane back, but then was rooming in the same hotel. He had to say that. <laughs> So, I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm looking for a, a good game for it, a, a very crucial game for it, because I really think if the Rangers win this, it's it's over. It's over, Johnny? It's over, Johnny. Uh, Come home Sunday and finish them off? I just think that the Flyers have the mental toughness to come back from three games to one. And I don't think the Rangers could really play all that bad. But, you know, listen, it's still a series. It could still go seven. You know, you never know. But uh, I think the Rangers have it pretty well in control. Yeah. You know, I realized uh, when I when I listened back to the show from the other night, you were talking about game one and the uh, montage that they did in the beginning of all the great moments, you know, with uh, Dale Rolfe. Dale Rolfe. 
yeah, you know, uh, banana Yeah, did did, uh, did they show uh, Ole Jokinen missing on the shootout goal? Yes. Get out of here. Well, they showed it from the Flyers' perspective, and then like the Flyers <laughs> all going crazy. <coughs> yeah, that was the next two. Because these guys are dumbos. They don't know what they're doing. They're trying, they're trying to be unbiased and show the unbiased. You're playing at Madison Square Garden. Go and pump the fans up. Show George McPhee yeah. fighting Rick Tock. Yeah. Show me, pump me up. You know, show me Sandy McCarthy disemboweling a flyer and eating his entrails at center ice. Yeah. Show me the hound. <laughs> I want the hound, you let's go Rangers. Pay him something. Hey, come, bow before your king. Bow, your shit. <laughs> I love that. Oh, they got some kind of arguments happening in here. Show me a little Carl Drago ripping guys' tongues out. Exactly. Fucking dog just farted, I think. <laughs> No, not like Mr. Burns released the hounds, you dope. It's like Game of Thrones. Shut up, Cutter. Stop typing. He's now banned him from typing. Yeah, don't don't type. Just, just, just sit there like a mute. Do your best. Do your best, Helen Keller. Cutter, can you hear me? Like Tommy. <laughs> Cutter. Uh, Cutter. Oh, God, I don't know, man. This show is too much for even me. Well, so game four is coming down. I think the Rangers are going to win. We're going to fill the nets, chase Steve Mason. They'll put Ray Emery back. Flyers will try all their dumb stick work at the end of the game, and we'll win. And then their fans will boo them as they leave, and they'll come to the garden winning four games to one. But how many games? I mean, how many days between these games? What was the last game? Last week? <laughs> I feel like. Uh, I mean, all like Sunday. a lot of. I mean, really? I feel like the series are over. There's, there's games. Uh, they're in game five and six. And we're like, oh. Game five, Friday. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then, but then, well, this series is going to be over on Sunday. Oh, I like the way it's. I think they're going to win tomorrow, and then uh, and they're going to come home and win on Sunday. I just I think they're the better team, better coached, better goaltending, better everything, better broads, you name it, we're better at it. Mm-hmm. Better fans, better podcasts, better, better just right. better, just better, better everything, better food, better pizza. And like you said, they only got like four things over there in Philadelphia. So, Rocky, cheesesteaks, cheese and pretzels. That's it. <coughs> All right, Coffee McDuffie. I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> All right. <coughs> When's our um, next broadcast? broadcast? Let's figure it out. Friday, out. Sunday. How about Monday? <coughs> Unless you want uh, to do one Saturday. Well, here's here's a thought. How about this? How about 
How about this? How about how about Eddie? 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 How about how about this, Fred? All right, listen. How about this? If the Rangers win the series, if the Rangers win, now they come back and you do a show Sunday night to celebrate. Okay. Do a show. We'll do Sunday night at nine o'clock if they win. If they win. You spend your hard-earned money on a game seven. <laughs> get out of your mind. If they don't win, we'll come back Monday. How about that? Because, you know, everybody will be in a good mood Sunday. We'll celebrate. We'll get up and dance. We'll get Brittany Umar from MSG on the show. I don't know. I don't so, even know who Brittany Umar is. She hosts these 10 to 1s, and they write her like the dumbest fucking jokes. Whoever writes for this broad is the same one that writes for people. got to be. <laughs> So, all right, so there you have it. Win the series in five like I predicted, and we'll come back Sunday night. If it's going to go more than five, we'll put it off till Monday, give everybody a chance to cool off, and every, forget about it. Nice. How about if it's three games to two flyers? We still well, come forget, back Monday? Forget it. I'm, not, I'm quitting the show. <laughs> <laughs> come, back, come back Monday. We'll Joe, what are you talking about? Joe, I announced this show three times on Twitter tonight. Three times before we went on the air. Don't tell me. Don't tell me nothing. Tell me I don't put the show on Twitter. I'm all over that Twitter. All over the place. Twitter, the Twitter, the Twitter, the Twitter. Oh, it's, I get so much, I get, I get a yeast infection from it already. <laughs> all right. So there you um, have it. Sunday, we'll either celebrate a five-game victory Sunday night, or we'll come back Monday. Either way, 9 o'clock Eastern. All right. Ranger fans, I love you. We'll stick together. We'll get through this. I'm very confident. I hope you're confident. And remember, no goats. No goats. Oh, wait a minute. Wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. What? Whoa. Easy, Joey Lawrence. What's going on? Hold on a minute. <laughs> Are you all right with doing a show at 9 o'clock on Sunday night? It's a very important time in our lives. Uh, I got DVR capacities. All right. It's no matter me. It's, well. six, it's 6 o'clock, and then I'll just watch it. And I'll just watch it when the show's up, when we're done. So. <coughs> oh, my God. Who cares? Listen, if the Rangers win in four, it's worth it. Watch, watch, watch me, watch me kick him out of the chat room. Bye. <laughs> to talk about my favorite show, out you go. Wow. <laughs> well, he'll be texting me in a minute. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'll the... talk. I'll talk to you later. All right. Hopefully we'll see you Sunday night. Yes. Let's go, Rangers. Good night, everybody.